Escape to Space, written by Jess Judd. Have you ever wondered how crocodiles and alligators managed to outlive the dinosaurs? Well, here's how they did it. Long ago, during the Mesozoic era, there lived two clans of awe-inspiring creatures. There were the Sarcosuchus, the Supercrocs, and the Dinosuchus, the Gatoroids. These gigantic beasts are the ancestors of our current-day crocodiles and alligators. Towards the end of what we now know as the Cretaceous period, the Supercrocs became aware of a cataclysmic event that would wipe out life on the planet. They didn't know exactly how it was going to happen, but they knew that it would be happening soon. The Supercrocs and Gatoroids were exceptionally smart, much more intelligent than the Crocs and Gators we know today. They decided that the best way to escape extinction was to build a rocket to take them all into space, and they did. They worked tirelessly for months on end, and eventually their rocket was ready. The Supercrocs and Gatoroids gathered everything they thought they might need to support their clans in space and blasted off. Their trajectory was a little wonky, however, and instead of heading out into deep space to find a new planet to rebuild their civilization, their rocket flew straight toward the moon. They landed on the moon, and that was when the arguments began. The Gatoroids blamed the Supercrocs for landing them on the moon, as they had been in charge of the trajectory mechanics. The Supercrocs said it was the Gatoroids' fault, as they had been in charge of packing the cargo hold. They hadn't packed it correctly, and that was what had thrown their trajectory off course. In the end, the two clans parted ways. The Gatoroids built themselves a gigantic dome with a large village underneath it for them to live in. The Supercrocs, who were really the more intelligent of the two, built themselves several giant structures that either sat on or hovered just above the surface of the moon. They used these structures not only to live in, but also to watch over the Earth and see what was happening. That was how they saw the mountain-sized meteor hurtling through space towards the Earth. They watched as it blasted through the atmosphere, streaking through the sky like a fireball that was brighter than the sun and slammed into the Earth. The Supercrocs watched as the Earth surrounding the impact zone spontaneously burst into flame. Then came the massive tsunami over 1,000 feet high that flooded the land. Almost 10 minutes after the impact, the earth was covered by hot ash, grit, and rubble that fell from the sky. As the pieces of earth that had been thrown into the sky descended back through the atmosphere, a glowing red shower of what looked like shooting stars lit up the quickly darkening skies. The supercrocs then had trouble even seeing the earth as the ash and debris in the atmosphere around the globe got in the way. They imagined that anything left alive on the Earth 
would be living in a kind of perpetual twilight for many years to come. The Super Crocs monitored the Earth for a very long time after the meteor hit, and eventually they decided it was probably habitable again. By this stage, the Super Crocs and Gatoroids were speaking again, and while some of them decided they wanted to stay living on the moon, a large number from both clans wanted to return to the Earth. They thought that with the dinosaurs extinct, they would be able to control the other animals and be kings of the Earth. However, by the time they returned to the planet, humans were in charge, and the supercrocs and gatoroids had to hide themselves away in the rivers, lakes, and oceans where the humans couldn't hunt them. Living in the waterways dulled their intelligence and stunted their growth, and that's how they became the crocodiles and alligators we know today. However, they have always longed to return to the moon, to their brothers and sisters in space. Without their intelligence, they can't get there, but they will try to get as high in the sky as they can. So if you ever see a crocodile or an alligator up in a tree, you'll know that they are trying to get back to their clan. Trying to escape to space. And now it's that time in the show where you get to listen out to see whether your review gets read out. And all of these came from iTunes. And the first one is from Charlie. They say, my favourite podcast. I am three years old and I love all these stories so much. I listen to them every night when I go to bed. That sounds like a wonderful bedtime routine, Charlie. This next one said these stories are the best. I like to listen to these stories at bedtime and while I play. My favourite story is The Adventures of Lizzie the Flying Lizard, which you can check out more stories by Angie by finding the Story Spectacular podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. They go on to say, By the way, my name is Felicity and I am six years old and I live in Melbourne, Australia. I love your stories. And thank you very much for this lovely podcast. This next one is from Charlotte and James and says, My kids' favourite bedtime stories. My five-year-old daughter Charlotte and eight-year-old son James both love your podcast and listen at bedtime. Charlotte's favourite story is Ghost Cave. And for James, it's not now Emily. Thanks for helping us to make bedtime so much easier. Well, thank you, Charlotte, James and Mummy. This one says, this podcast helps me fall asleep. There's lots of people falling asleep to our show. I hope that's not a bad thing. I really like the Buffy Bunny stories and not right now, Emily. I am a big sister and I felt like Emily when my little sister was born because I asked to do so much stuff and my parents wouldn't let me. And soon I'm going to have a baby brother. I listen to these stories at nighttime in my bed and I like how I get to choose three stories. The author of a lot of stories is named Jess Judd, and that's my mum's name too. Thank you for this podcast. Love, Simone, age six. Thank you, Simone. And you're right, Jess does write a lot of stories for us. And they're always the best ones. And this one from Palace and Lewis. We love your stories to help get to sleep every night. Thank you from New South Wales, Australia. And finally, this one says awesome. You are the best podcast. I listen to this every night. 
And if it's nighttime wherever you're listening, good night. <laughs>